There we go. Perfect, man. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. When you hit me up and you're like, yeah, it's uh, it's like nine o'clock my time there. I was like, oh, shit. I, I didn't realize you were you are over in Switzerland. <laughs> yep. Yep. How did you then meet everybody? Because you were saying you didn't like you hadn't you had just met Rome for the first time. Uh, I just been in Switzerland, like, you know, due to the COVID, like right. The day is so funny. The day that, the, you know, COVID dropped, you know, like a record, the day COVID dropped. <laughs> uh, uh, the day COVID dropped, me and Al was in Germany digging. Me and Alchemist was in this in this uh, in this town digging. And this when we got the word like, nah, everybody got to just go home. At that time, I was I was ready to get on a flight to come fuck with with everybody. That's when I first started fucking with Rome and everybody. I was like, all right, let me go and meet the guys. But ever since this happened, I just been out here. So you knew Al before all that. I know Al since '99. Really? Yeah, I met Al. I want to say. Around the time that he was that the second buck fifty single dropped, I don't know if you even up on that. No, I, I I don't even I don't know the second buck. Yeah, it's like a different era of Alchemist. You know, it's like oh uh, buck fifty, the first dilated joints. Um, oh, okay, yes. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, the first you know ABB type shit, and uh, he was uh, he was about to drop. Keep it thorough, prodigy. It probably came out like three, four months after our first man. So yeah, I know him from those days. You know what I mean? How did you guys meet? Mm. I used to play. Uh, I used to be at Fat Beats Record Store. You know? Yeah. Back when they were on the uh, Sixth Ave and Eighth, right around Electric Lady Studio, and um. You know, back in those days, like everybody would just come in just just for no reason. You know, it's like I would just be posted up at the at the um playing records, basically. You know, it's like a bunch of twelve inches and my job is to play everybody those same fifty twelve inches like <laughs> sixty five thousand times a day. Um so yeah, one day out uh stepped in with twin, I believe, maybe twin and nitty, somebody. And then, like, I met this other dude, one of my best friends, Wally, who actually um, was going to, he was going to school with Al back when Al uh, was going to NYC, uh, and what is it, NYU, right? Uh, yeah, NYU. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. And um, so he he knew him, and he knew about the beats and everything. Uh, there's actually an old, very, I think one of these, Probably the oldest interview you can find of Al back in his old crib is is my man doing an interview. You probably saw it. It's like a real vintage, like ALC. Oh, it looks like it's on like find. VHS type shit. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, that one. So that's my man right there, Wally. So Wally was like, "Oh shit!" Like, yo, you remind me of my man Al. Like you, because I had this fucking cassette with forty beats or thirty nine beats on it, still on cassette at that time. So he was like, "Yo." Oh shit, you doing it, you doing your thing with the records. Like you remind me of my man Al. I gotta like 
introduce y'all and you know so the first yeah the first time i met al we um he had just put out i had met him in the store at the store but the first time we met like meaning like we spoke about you know a couple of things was uh right after the realist came out mob deep oh, okay cool g rap yeah so and it is so funny because i always refer to that convo because our conversation back in it was not it was still 99 like our com- oh is it 2000 99 2000 type shit uh, our conversation was about leaving the loops alone and not adding drums to it so i always think about this shit i'm like yo this 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 whole topic of non-intervention on the loops is pretty fucking old you know so that's the first shit we ever spoke about wow so you were living in america for a minute yeah i was just um you know i in the 90s i was traveling over there heavily and then uh you know sometimes i would stay a little bit longer you know get records just try to do the back and forth thing you know did you move there for music, for production, for DJing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because you know what it was? Like, back in the 90s, if you were from from um, anywhere in Europe, like, you would make beats. And when you was done playing your shit, somebody would be like, yo, that ain't bad for a Swiss guy. You know? Mm. And I was yeah. like, mm, I'm, I kind of, like, don't need that shit to be said when I'm done playing my stuff. <laughs> you know no, I, I totally yeah i totally get what you mean it's like female mcs like oh you can spit for it right chick. you know what i mean exactly exactly i'm like yo i don't need that and plus you know i wanted to be in a mix like i you know i don't know how the fuck i felt that way but i felt legit like i could <laughs> participate you know which was super fucking far-fetched at the time but you know i felt like yo you know i i'm digging I got a bunch of records, you know, and some of the records that dudes would like use in the early 90s, I would know what those were. So I felt like I'm keeping up with the times like I not only know the ultimate breaks and regular shit, you know, I'm like, oh, shit, I got I do have the, the, the type of stuff that, you know, I can now go further and keep exploring. I don't really know how to how to explain when you dig, you kind of know when you're ahead of the curve. And I always felt like I'm at least somewhere where i can like participate with this shit you know were you getting placements before you moved or did you move in the hope that, no. that would get you placements yeah yeah i just I, yo tell the truth when i first moved my beast was so horrendous i couldn't even dream of getting a placement <laughs> it was like i moved and you know i wasn't even dope it wasn't like i'm dope it was more like i was djing for years in Switzerland, in the clubs, doing radio, digging, you know, trying my hand at a couple of different machines, MPC 60, 3000. And uh, I think even to this day with me, it's, it's, it's more so like I'm like, ah, right, cool, you know, I have access to such materials. I got a pretty good, uh, I'm not really a musician, but, you know, I'm the type of dude if you leave me in the room, with with a drum set for a year you know a year later i would play drums pretty well or whatever instrument you know keyboards bass i can tell i use those instruments just not you know i don't really practice like that but because i don't consider myself like a a real musician and i don't want to be a real musician but um what was the what was the thing 
was the, uh, you were saying your beats were horrendous. How old were you? Yeah. When you moved? How old were you? Horrendous. Uh, probably 20, 21. Oh, like wow. That. Yeah. And yeah, then, I like, damn, that's kind of it's funny you say that, because when I started comedy, I started in a really small place. You wouldn't like this place, Cape Cod. And I was like, oh, I'm pretty good Cape for Cod, a Cape yeah. comic. And then I moved to a bigger city and then it's like, oh, OK, right. This, you move back as I was saying, like the room gets larger the farther you get in. And it's so funny because it was even to this day, sometimes I'm like, yo, it was it was kind of like a good idea to pull that move because I still get calls sometimes like, yo, did you did you make that beat on that 2004 12 inch? Like this used to be yo, my, my big bro used to play that shit like, yo, we want to work with you off of that. And I'm like, yo, I. So it's almost like I think because of who I linked with back in the days, you know, like um, all the legends that that came out of that. Because you know, you you got to realize back home, like motherfuckers like making up all kinds of false stories. You know, it's like yo Seb is working with, he's hanging out with Ghostface Killer. Like you know, like none of that were true. You know, like some some shit was true, but like you know, like all kinds of legends started to arise and um. It was just good for me, you know what I mean? It was just, um, I think also, like, you know, I said I met Al, and I remember Al put me on one of his um, this CD, right? He, he had, like, the regular albums and 12 inches that came out, and then he had those CD series that, that was called the uh, Cutting Room Floor, right? Mm -hmm. So Cutting Room Floor Volume 1 was, I think for the purest, it was like one of the illest ALC projects ever. For me back then, this shit was heavily influential. And um, he had like a different, uh, the next volume was called Insomnia. I don't know if you ever peeped that one. Yeah, uh-huh. So, and I had like two beats on Insomnia. And I think back then, that's that's the shit that really combined with all the other stuff. When dudes is like, what are you doing on an Alchemist CD, bro? How? Like, why would Al even give you the time you know yeah and it really i always felt like that was the moment that one compilation where people was like i was that your first it. big placement um i never really had big placements you know what i mean i'm not i'm not really that dude but i want to say that uh, i can't rem remember it was like a it was like a bunch of little things that came out around that time and that shit kind of like it sealed up the whole affair. It was like, you know, I had like five, six, 12 inches and shit. Like one of them had like premiere on the A side and I had the B side. But yeah, it was uh, the the ALC shit. It was like, all right, hold on. Premiere, ALC. This dude is. And that's what I was trying to do. You know, I was I was legit one of these like premiere fans from the 90s that was trying to be part of that world you know like to me even how still long to did day, that stuff start happening like all right <clears throat> you moved to new york what do you like what's your first steps how does how do you get from you don't know anyone your beats are horrendous to that yeah well like, like i said my my beats were horrendous but they were only horrendous because it's almost like let's say um back in 96 i might have been nicer than in 99 because just because i'm like you know, I'm practicing or whatever. And like between 97 and 99, that's where I'm kind of like, fucking, I'm not even going to make beats because everybody's giving me that nice for a Swiss guy type of appreciation, you know, like 
so um basically in 99 i'm like super i'm not ready basically i haven't practiced for like a good three years and i'm trying to move at that time so yeah the first six months was like almost the first year it was like a fucking it was a whole year of garbage wait so it's, you hadn't been making beats for three years before you moved yeah yeah, I was. Just, what what gave you that feeling that you just needed to get up and go? First of all, um, it's some it's some old school shit. You know, it's I, I guess just the way New York looked to us in the eighties and nineties, early nineties. Just New York alone, the whole the magnetism of the city in itself. Uh, that was enough for me to want to move, and uh, and like I said. <laughs> Like I said, I just knew I could do it, man. You just I had just that knew feeling. I could do. It. Yeah, yeah. I just had that feeling. Like it, it was always some shit like that with me. I always knew I have the type of mind mindset where, like, I love this shit so much. I love this culture so much. I'm like, yo, it's it's. I might not be nice now, but I I love it. So I will. I know I will keep on practicing. Therefore, and I know I will keep on practicing forever. I always knew that shit. I'm probably the oldest dude still doing it that never made it. You know. You don't think you've made it? Nah. Is that what keeps you hungry? Absolutely. What made you leave? What made you leave New York? Um, I just missed home. Plainly. You know, I just... Um, How long were you there for? A couple years, like five, six years. Okay. Five, six years. You just missed you home? Know. I just miss home. You know, New York can can uh, can become a pretty uh, small place. You know, it's yeah. a big, big city. But if you, you know, you start bumping into the same cats everywhere, and it's like ah, you know. And plus, um, around that time, like we talking about, like mid twenty, you know, two thousand between two thousand two thousand and ten, like it wasn't necessarily the necessarily the best time to for like a dude like me that was always trying to get my name out it was really rough you know put it this way like it was i had like like i said you know obviously i had good placements and all of that but as far as making a living off of it and all that kind of stuff you know whole different story so um it was just uh it was getting difficult you know what i mean yeah and then when you came home when you went home, did you keep making music or did you take a break? Yo, when I got home, I just, it, it felt like I, like it took no time to destroy everything I had just built because it's almost like my whole shit was built on vibes. I think that's, that's how I was able to, um, to really progress fast because I'm in Switzerland, not really feeling the scene. And then next week I'm in the States and, you know, then, and now my, my daily routine is like, Oh, let me go to the record store and find some of the craziest records I ever seen at that time. Like, okay, let me get, Oh, Pete Rock is over there. Oh, fucking Buckwild is over there. You know, all my heroes is like, I'm surrounded by my heroes. If they're not in the store, if yeah. Mad Lib is not in the store doing like an in-store for the loop pack, then Eminem is doing a fucking in-store for his first album. And then 
I'm over there looking at lost professors digging records. It's like, you know, so um that's how that shouldn't happen fast for me. I was just inspired by all the shit I was seeing. Yeah. And hearing. And you said you uh, came back and you said you felt like everything you had was destroyed. Yeah, I just it was the vibes were non-existent. You know, it went from vibes, like I said, from those crazy vibes to no vibes. Like uh I I try to, you know, I try to keep that shit together and I try to just like concentrate, like, all right, fuck it. I'm in front of the MP. Let me just do the same shit I was doing three weeks ago. And it just But you didn't have the it, same inspiration. Nah, it was just it was a whole different world. It was a whole different world. It How actually long? took me four, at least four or five years to 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 gain it back, which which is crazy. But it took me did a long time. You think you were to... done with it, or did you think you were going to go back to nah, it? Nah, nah, never. That's the funny shit. Like it's it's um, I'm always doing something that pertains to that. You know, like if I'm not making a beat, even if it's for three years, it, that it never happened again. Let me, you know, let me just state that it never such a, I never had to go through the desert like that again after that. But, um, what was you saying? What was you saying? Um, you were saying that you, it took you four or five years, uh, to get back to making, you know, to feel inspired again. But you, I was asking you if you, uh, you thought you were done with it. If you thought you nah. were. Done. Nah, cause like yeah, nah. I was always digging for records, just so you know that shit keeps you busy. Sometimes when you don't make beats, it's like ah, right, you know what? I might not feel like staying twelve hours in the stew today, but let me just you know go to a different city and hit the shops, talk to some people, find some sounds. It just happened to last a long time on that one. I just, I'm not saying I wasn't making beats, but I was just trash again. <laughs> how, how did you get it back after that four or five years? Um, hmm. I think I, I finally understood that I should just have fun with it, you know, without trying to uh, fit a certain mold of like, ah, this beat has to appeal to, to this rapper. I have to do this for this reason. It was more like, I one day, uh, it, yeah. It was in a, another ALC uh, event. I think we was at ALC Crib in, in L.A., 2011. And he played us this uh, Mad Lib rock tape, right, with the rock beats. And uh, it's kind of like an epiphany. I, was, I just felt like, yo, what am I doing? I'm like a goofy kind of dude with the way I make music, you know, putting all these different sounds together. And I'm trying to, like, I'm playing it too safe. I felt like I was playing too safe, basically. And then I'm like, let me just paint. It was almost like I felt like I wasn't painting. And then from that day, I started painting with the sound. It was just like, let me not give a fuck. And uh, also the beat scene was happening at that time. So it was kind of like, uh, all right, everybody's going crazy, trying to find new combos, new, uh, new way to use instruments with the samples. It was just a good time to experiment. So I spent a few years doing that with no goal. It was more like I got hundreds of beats that I would never play for any rappers because they're not really, it's not really for that, you know? Yeah. But it's almost like I went to my own school for a 
few years. That's what I did. I was like, fuck it. Let me just go to the stew every day, make shit that doesn't make sense most times that, that still to this day. Because, you know, a lot of people tell me, yeah, I know you got crazy shit in your, you got to have folders full of stuff. I'm like, I do, but it might not be what you want. It was more like me saying, I, right, I got this African records. Let me see if I can do drums off of these bongos and add this new wave record to it. Let yeah. me take, let me take this acapella and build some shit around me. Let me kind of like all the different combos, you know, start from the drums, start from the music, start from this, start from that. And then once, you know, you put your, uh, you already put 10,000 hours in it, if not more, and you put another 10 to 20,000 hours on top of that. Then after that, I was ready. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm that bad student. It took me like, I had to go to school for like 25 years. <laughs> but it's crazy to hear like, all right, like you said you knew Alex since 99 and he's he just wrote that you're like the 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 producer he that he likes the most right now that you might like not know it. You know what's funny? You say you're and a bad dude. That's why you sorry, what were you saying? Nah, but I was gonna say that's why I was always salute Al forever because I remember like it's it's now 2022 and I remember being in a bathroom taking a shit in O2 and reading like a Mass Appeal magazine or some magazine that doesn't exist you know that hasn't been existing in ages and um, my name will be in this top three then so I'm like yo this dude's been steady supporting me for 20 years like I, every time I see him I'm like bro that's pretty much um I mean, I, I, I almost give ALC credit for, like, keeping hope alive for me, you know? Like, because sometimes nothing would happen for, like, a couple of years, and then I would see a tweet, like, Seb. And I'm like, ah, you know what? I'm going to keep going. Now, are you, you know? just extra hard on yourself? Like, uh... Support for Bucked Up is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Let me say, they sent me the precision package, and uh, life is so much better with aerodynamic balls. It includes the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, the Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Crop Reviver Toner, the Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. Join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with code BUCKEDUP at manscaped.com. That's right, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with code BUCKEDUP at manscaped.com. Uh, their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 4,000 watt LED spotlight that you need for a more precise shave. Because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on your bathroom floor. Get 20% off and free worldwide shipping on manscaped.com when you use code BUCKEDUP. Again, that's 20% off and free worldwide shipping when you use code BUCKEDUP. Let's get back into it. I think I got a particular way of making music. It's really not, uh, not that I'm necessarily trying to have that particular way of doing shit. It just, um, 
I only know how to do me, kind of, you know, like, and um, I really developed this shit over the years. So, it's, it, you know, it's almost like somebody that, that draws, you got a certain, you know, you can tell who he drew it because I recognize, I don't know what the name is, the, the kind of like the, the ways, how would you describe it? Like, you know, somebody that, that the like, style. does it. Their style? More, it's more than a style. It's like when you see the actual... Strokes? Right, the strokes. You're like, yo, I recognize, I recognize the energy of the strokes or something. It's like, okay, you know, yeah. Pause. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, <laughs> um, so it's some shit where like sometimes it's almost like I can't ex escape my own style and I wouldn't want to, but it's just, I'm caught up with that style, like that way of doing stuff and that way of caring about the details and you know it does what it does sometimes uh just because i have that weird style i might not be able to give you that abc type beat that you want that's kind of you know a loop and a drum and blah blah, blah. it's, it's kind of like i'm always trying to do put the, the you know if you know let's say i'm cooking i'm that dude that's like let me try to throw some fucking curry into this thing and then i ruin the dish you know like but i tried and now i know but and it, that beat full of curries is here, standing for you to listen to. But I'm not sending it to you. I think you. I mean, that's what you should do. Why would you hold yourself back? Like if you, if that exactly. Worked. I mean, and not not to mention that you know, great shit is born out of that. Sometimes, like, oh my god, like I just spent three hours doing some shit with kind of like a regular mind state, and then um, you might you know. Shit is born out of mistakes as well. So a record might be playing on top of your beat and they're like, oh, it's the same key. Let me, um, and then, you know, just layering that last thing makes your shit mad off kilter. And you're like, this is why you love it now because of how, because of this accident, you know, this is kind of like what I'm trying to do, you know, because I'm big on being a fan of my own stuff while I'm making it. Meaning like, I don't want to, I don't want that shit to feel like work when I'm just trying to like, oh, I got this loop and now I have to add drums to it for it to be finished. It's more like I'm like, ah, let's let's hope that along the way, some crazy shit happens that really kind of like alters the way I thought this is was going to go down type shit, you know? What so you at the end of the day, I, I can be surprised. What were you saying? Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just, I didn't, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I was saying, what do you think changed that made that like what works now like this new school of music is kind of like it's not it's not going by any code you can oh yes and no it still got some codes you think it doesn't have any codes i mean i guess but i think there's a way that like the reason that like all right you were talking about the conversations you were having back in 99 or like there's a reason that like your beats are being used on the places the songs that they are now with the rappers like we're talking about rome or we're talking about sd or we're talking about vic or we're talking about ty or i feel like you mm -hmm. you can do so many different things and there isn't like like they're all so different, even though they're all under the same umbrella. Yeah, yeah. I mean, or you look at like Stove God's album with Rock Marcy, you know? 
Yeah, I mean, to me, it's, it all fits under one umbrella. All the shit you you mentioned, you know, it's all, you know, gritty hip hop shit. It's it's not like you you threw a funny name in there. It's like all these guys pretty much they all part of the same pack in a good way. To me, you know what I mean. I mean, I agree, but I just mean the music, the be- the rap is all, they're all under the same umbrella, but like the beats and the, you're talking about like throwing curry in it, like the samples that are used and the no <laughs> drums. Like, it's true. It, that is what the difference is. Like you, there'll be a doo-wop song from the 60s used and then there'll be a sample used from like, it, it can be anything. And that's what you were talking about, the like the no drums. But wasn't that always the case, though, with samples? I feel like sample has been wild for a long time, you know? Like, uh, if anything, I feel like it's more... I don't know, it's because I, I think there's so many beats now, but there's less beat masters. Like, you you know, like, back then you had, like, you know, the obvious names, you know, but the, the, the 90s uh, legends... This is kind of like what's missing now. It's like, I think that's the only thing that I'm regretting about the scene now. There's a lot of shit that I like, that I bump. It's just a little bit less, uh, there's less beat makers that make me feel like, what is he doing? It's more like, oh, he used that. Oh, word, he went over this. Oh, word, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I like the no drum thing. You know, it's a bunch of little things that I like. But it doesn't compete with uh, just being blown away by one of these, you know. I, I'm not one of these go back to the '90s dudes, anyways. But but still, I'm I, I'm I miss the feeling of. Uh, I actually watch a bit of one of uh, who is it, Vampy? You just interviewed. Oh, Don Will, uh, Don Will, Don Will from um, Tanya Morgan, and he said something to that effect. Yeah, yeah, he said something to that effect. I think he was saying, like, there's not much that he really wants to go back to that tough, like, music-wise. I think I think we all in the same... Uh, that's the only shit that I'm missing from the scene now. You know, of course, there, there are exceptions. You know, ALC is not... Do you think always... it's quantity over quality? Like, there's just so like you it's so easy to put music out that and it's so hard for something to catch that people are just like dumping their music instead of like working on a beat for a month if they finish or yeah. a year you know it's like it must have, yeah it must have some consequences if you go fast or if you just of course it's part of the it's part of the equation i'm not saying it's bad maybe it's good like i don't yeah. mean i can't I can't give you an album every month. <laughs> I wish I could. Shit, I wish I could. Just 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 to do it. But uh realistically, I can't. I can't even for me to like 12 or 15 beats that much, it's gonna take a while just to make them. Is that Probably what you're take... talking about about your style? Like you can't change it? Like you have to work on your own time. Um yeah, but I work all the time. It's not like I'm just, you know, I, I do shit all the time. It's just for me to, it's almost like this. you will, I call that a record. It's like I make a beat, I'm like, ah, oh, it's a beat. And then I hear a beat, and I'm like, that's a record right there. I hear it. It's, it's, it's already, it's already on the plate. It's already rotating. It's already a 12 inch for me, you know, like, if I can say that record is a 12 inch, then we good. We're good to go. Like, if it's some type of experience, 
<laughs> some half-baked experience of mine, you know? Yeah. So how how do you how long does it take to get together all the beats for like that album you have coming out with Ty? Um I think with Ty, like once once the beat the beat thing, once he got all the beats together. <clears throat> I mean, it's not like I need all the beats together at once. You know, we started and like I make them as we go type shit. And then it's the same process happens with the songs where it's like, all right, we need we need the right songs now. I might get send you send a beat that I think is crazy, and then the the song's like, eh. And then I might send a beat that I think is not as good, but as a song, it makes more sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it took a while though. It took a couple of years. Like a couple of years. Almost, yeah. Took a couple years. How did that come together? Just randomly sending shit, like calling each other on the phone. Like I never met Ty in the flesh. Um, actually, Vendor Slice suggested suggested we should work together. I'm like, ah, right, cool, let's do it. And um, me and Ty started talking, and he realized I never actually put out a whole rap album, which I never did. You know, I never produced a full rap album before this one. So, but yeah, you you want to get to the point. It's my fault. I'm taking a long time. It's my fault. Taking responsibility for this. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not trying to get down to the middle. I'm interested. Listen, I'm a stand-up comedian and I'm a podcaster. <laughs> I overanalyze everything, and I'll do okay. that in my guests too. Like I just, I don't know what the great point of every conversation is, but I just love <laughs> overanalyzing things and trying to get keep, keep to, doing so. Keep doing so. <laughs> what, uh, the who the people are. Maybe I had too strong of a DMT trip one time. I don't know. <laughs> Might be that. I really think it is that I did DMT and I started the podcast like the next month. Yeah. You ever tried ayahuasca? No, that seems so long to me. I like DMT because it's fifteen minutes. Like I can be in and out. Yeah, you oh, don't want to turn. You don't want to turn into a fucking tiger. <laughs> no. Like, you ever do ayahuasca? I wanted to try, man. I don't know why. Ayahuasca kind of like made me a believer, bro. Like I read um, there's actually a Swiss dude called Jeremy Narby. Mm-hmm. And he he wrote uh, one of the good books about ayahuasca back in the nineties, and I um I read it, and I remember that 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 uh that shit about the Indians in the jungle knowing which two plants to mix together to you know to get to these hallucinations, and uh, when when the dude that wrote the book asked the the you know the shaman. Dude, the, the 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 whatever the the old wise guy from the tribe, how he knew how to mix those two plants. The 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 guy answered that there was a they first knew from a, from hallucinating before they knew what the ayahuasca was. So I'm like, hold up, that's kind of like the the chicken and the egg. It's like, yeah, you you hallucinated first about how to, and it kind of made me a believer. I'm like, hold on, like this this there's some shit that's speaking to these people in the woods. Like, you know, <laughs> I don't know what it's called. Like it, it kind of made me believable. I swear. I mean, if I think about music in that way, that it's crazy that an idea can go into someone's head 
that person, mm-hmm. no matter what, it has to take put it out like whether it's what they have to put it out and then other people connect to that so much that it then shapes their life like where does that idea first come from it's the chicken or the egg hmm. thing. right well ideas is different it's like you know when a, where an idea comes from and especially with the beats and uh, the rap stuff i think i only notice you know i can't really speak about making music the regular way like uh like a composer or nothing like that. I only know of taking these little beats and pieces. And usually that's where the idea comes from. You just hear some shit and it's like, yo, especially with the, I always talk about, still to this day to me, it's always so crazy to like, it's kind of like if you know what, how shit is made, let's say you know a sample to a song or like a few samples that were used to make a song. And you start thinking about the DNA of that song. It's like, hold up. It's like, what the fuck? Like, you got a German type, you know, let's say a German jazz record with some shit on top. Some dude from from L.A. throws some some rhymes on top of that. Like, those, those, those you know, what, what were the odds of those two sounds combining? They're not from the same era. They're not from the same country. That, to me, that's that's still the, the one factor that makes me want to create. I see those crazy records, and I'm like, yo, by the time they combine with the right people, it, it will just be a, <laughs> I don't even know how to call it, man. It's like, I don't know how to. Well, that's know. the good thing about what we were talking about, how like people just putting out music quick is a problem. Like the good thing I feel like with the new age of music is that it's so easy to connect with people all around that you're getting these sounds that you might not have ever gotten before because these people can connect. Like you never met Ty. In the flesh, but you have that's the first full length album you've ever produced. That only could happen in a realm like we have. Yeah, this last year has been like it's been unbelievable. I think um the way social media is set up right now, like I don't know what it's gonna be in the future, but like the way this the the, the Instagram thing, like it's been, you know, this of course, you can always talk bad about Instagram on many levels. I mean, as far as just keeping it simple and just reaching out to people and like, hey, what's up, man? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to send you those beats, blah, blah, blah. This shit is it's one of the best tools that ever existed. I 100% agree. None of this would have happened. Like, None. how could I have talked to you? How could I have? How could I have been on like a Conway song? Like, really, when would I have ever met Conway? And then like, are you on a Conway song? Yeah, I'm on the song Earthlings. He used two minutes of our conversation of him coming on the podcast. Oh, shit. Yeah, that would have never happened. Imagine. Never <laughs> happened. No, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> have you ever done any hallucinogens? You ever done mushrooms or anything? I did mushrooms, yeah. Mushrooms. It wasn't like I didn't hallucinate, though. I just like laughed my ass off for fucking hours. those are the best ones yeah i like these you hallucinated oh yeah a ton of times i'm um i mean i this is story you can watch heem got you know who heem is he signed to benny Heem from bsf he just he had he's on the new uh song with dj premiere um yes i had him on the podcast and i was telling him about always yeah, I um so when I did DMT, I saw a hallucination I saw a hallucination of Buddha. 
and Buddha was the one who told me to like start my podcast. So you're saying your podcast got a slight Buddhist edge? A slight but I had never had I never thought of Buddha like that before, but yeah, I was like, God damn, I guess I guess like my third eye's Buddhist. Buddha made me do it. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, you, you saw like a fat, like a, a fat Buddha? Yeah, I saw like a fat Buddha with long flowing hair and he had like a Hawaiian shirt open. It was crazy. He told, he told you what he, what he, did he tell you like some, uh, was it random or like, was it like do a YouTube account? All right. So when you DM me, <laughs> no, it wasn't. I want to like, know if Buddha. I want to know if Buddha knows YouTube. I don't think <laughs> Buddha's like start an Instagram page. <laughs> no, he. So when you do DM, DMT, you have to go in with questions, and the only question I had was how do I was in a really dark place. So I was like, how do I make myself better? Like, how do I do better? And when I did that, Buddha, this is all in a hallucination. <laughs> I know how crazy this sounds. All right. I get it. He goes like, you know what you need to do. And when I came you know what back, you need to do, bro. And when I came back, I did. It was take myself seriously. And so I started the podcast and that was life changing. I also don't know. It's a hallucinogen. I also could have just done a drug in a dude's basement. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Like, nah, you nah. never know. Based on that, that based on that, doing more drugs seem reasonable. Well, you were talking about made you a believer. That made me a believer. Like, that really made me believe in, like, you ever read the book, The Alchemist? I did. I don't really remember a lot of it. It was in, uh, in the 90s. But, yeah, the I know what the... About omens, and that yeah. made me a believer in omens that you there is like a path you can follow to being your best self. I mean that kind that's kind of like what New York did to me though. When I first um when I first arrived, like that one trip, I had I had tried to um I had a couple of unsuccess unsuccessful trips before that one, but that one it was it was everybody embraced me and like I was like right, I'm in. It was a bunch of signs all the time. I was like, man, I can't believe that this happened. I can't believe that this happened. Oh, this is just like it was it was validating my choice, you know, like so I kind of know what you mean. I, I did feel that way about life before in real time. Do you feel like you now can make music how you want where you are? Or do you feel like you do have to, like, move back, go back to America? Um. Well, in terms of like. You know, I got all my shit here. So unless I had all my records and I could just like transpose my studio somewhere else. Uh yeah, I guess I guess um let's 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 go back to the IG shit. Like thank God for IG and uh, me being able to communicate with people the way it's been going the last couple of years. Because yeah, if if it wasn't for IG, then uh I would probably have to move back. How many I'm records do you think you have? Not a lot. A couple thousands. Three, four, fives. Not a lot. Just, that uh, sounds like a lot to me. 
Nah, nah. That's not a lot for somebody that's been digging for anybody that hears this that's been digging for like 30 years. You're supposed to have more than that. But I'm not really uh I'm not really a collector. I don't need every album from an artist type shit. I don't need uh perfect copies of records, mint, you know, like I I just and uh records are expensive. So, you know, I'm trying to get as much as I can, but it's been getting really bad lately, so records do do not come uh there used to be a lot more. Yeah, t- the vinyl thing's crazy because I'm not a vinyl collector, but it like got so big that it like burst out of what it could handle. And now like no one can get vinyls, right? Like it's so hard to press right. vinyls. Also, it makes sense, you know what I mean? Because for some reason, I think when I first started digging, like because my dad loved music and, you know, I come from a musical household, like I kind of, I guess I had like a certain taste already. If it wasn't based on the music itself, it might have been based of like. Today's episode is sponsored by Ohm with Emily. Emily is a meditation and yoga teacher, as well as an astrology and tarot reader. She uses yoga and spirituality to help others reconnect with their true self. She offers in-person and virtual one-on-one sessions for all experience levels. Find her online at omwithemily.com. That's O-M-W-I-T-H-E-M-I-L-Y.com or on IG at ohm.with.emily. DM her on IG and mention Bucked Up and she'll send you a free guided meditation. That's right, mention Bucked Up and she'll send you a free guided meditation. You can find her on IG at ohm.with.emily. Let's get back into it. Stand up. All right, let me change the question. Who do you get inspired by now? Uh, I never get inspired by anyone in particular. It might be sometimes um, anything could inspire me. It might be just somebody just made a crazy beat for anybody, and I'm just like, wow. That's how it is for, for years now. I'm like, I just pick up a fruit here and there. Like, all right, cool. Let me get a banana. Let me get an apple. Like, it's it's never enough for me to get to want to listen to a whole album. It's rare. Uh, Rap wise too, like, do you get inspired by rappers? Yeah, I get. I think I get more inspired. I, I was telling him, I was on the phone with Evidence yesterday, and I was telling him like, I don't really need rappers to be dope or have a dope album to be inspired by them because you know, I I, I took the example of Fat Joe. I, I, there hasn't been a Fat Joe album I really bump for a long time, but Fat Joe is still somebody that inspires me. If I don't get inspired by uh by the actual music, I might have get inspired inspired by one of his rants. Yeah. You know, like I might get inspired just just by his presence. Like just just I always say like rappers are to me they're like plugins, you know, the plugins we use like as producers, like a filter or like a compressor. Yeah. I'm like, all right, like this is fat Joe. This 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 he does that. You want the fat Joe effect. He does that, you know, like, so I don't need you to put out like a crazy album for me. Love you, you know, like this same shit with the Griselda thing. I'm, I don't always bump like 
the the project like from A to Z. But I'm like, yo, West Side Gun is highly inspiring as a just as a character, just like everything he does, how he moves, like, you know, he revolutionized the the vinyl game as 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 it as it is today for rap, you know, like so there's there's always I kind of do get inspired by characters and voices and sounds. But um like I said, I pick a couple of fruits here and there, usually like um I'm gonna take one example. There was um my man Deaf Soldier that runs with Rome Streets, right? When I yeah, found he just out about put out an album with 183rd. Exactly. Yeah. And one when I found out about him, I never heard of him. Like, oh, my man Coach put, put me up on him, and uh, I was like, yeah, check oh, out Shout out soldier. Coach. Coach. Shout yep. Out what up? What up? What up? So he put me up on him. I seen the video, and the beat was so fucking hard. Like, you know, it wasn't about oh, I don't know this dude. I don't know the producer. It was just like, oh my god, like this is fucking retarded. And I'm like, ah, right, cool. This it might not it might not inspire me to do. The same type of shit. It just it kind of like whips me on the ass. It's more like, oh man, and like this shit is crazy. I gotta I gotta come correct type thing. You yeah, know? that's that's how I get inspired. It's not like oh I gotta get drums like that and like what are what is this loop? Like I don't give a fuck what it is. It's like ah right, you you got me on this one, bro. Whoever you are, like ooh, my bad. No problem. Well, that's what this whole podcast is, is like, I don't know anything about music theory, as you can probably tell. I don't know how to ask like, <laughs> music journalist questions like what mach- what what machine did you use to make this beat? I just know what I like and I get inspired by it. Like, I just mm-hmm. there isn't anything that's. It's like I want I don't want people to have to I put out two episodes a week of this podcast and I don't miss weeks like you're never going to be able to listen to everything I do. But I want people to be inspired by like the amount of effort and work that I put in, because on top of that, I'm also touring as a comedian doing shows like we, you know, trying to be on stage nightly like I want. That's what it is now. It's like you don't have to watch everything I do, but you should be inspired by like the effort someone puts in. You you have to be inspired looking at someone like West Side Gun and the effort that he put in. Is that frightening to get up on stage and make people laugh? That seems oh, fucking yeah. frightening. Not it's- only are you alone on stage and you should you gotta go well. Oh man. It doesn't go well most of the time, though. That's the thing. Like with so like say you make a beat and you think it's trash. You can you don't have to play that for (laughs) anyone. Like the only way I know a joke is trash really is if I go in front of an audience and they don't laugh like there's no writing at home. Like everything I test out has to be in front of people and those people I've had people I've had cops. I used to have I have a bit uh, like a a bit about fat police officers and I had like (laughs) cops. I had cops threaten me after a show to like pull arrest me and shit. And it's like I like I was just testing a joke out like I didn't, you know, it's a fat joke. Yeah, they just didn't like a joke about it's so stupid, but donut donut jokes. Comedy is such a weird thing because people really get mad about it. Like if they don't like a song, they're not going to get mad about it. But if you don't like a joke, you'll get mad about it. 
It's because, you know, you, you're always close to the limit with the jokes. That's the point of it. Exactly. I like to test the line, which also, like, that's why I like rap. Like, you ever see Chappelle's Block Party? Yep. Like, that was my dad's favorite movie growing up. And that's, like, hmm. it makes, like, I'm a, I am love the the freedom to just, like, there's limits and let's test what those are of what you can say and what you can do. Come on, man. Like, people got to stop being so testy. For real. Like, that's why I love West Side. That's why I love, like, the Black Hitler shit. It's like, he doesn't give a fuck. He'll do, he'll ruin his own chances of mainstream success because he's following what he wants to do as an artist. It's true. I remember the first time I peeped that when he came over to Hitler shit. You know, you got to pause when you see that first. It's like, hold up. All right, hold up. <laughs> for What's real? going on? Yeah. Is it, and this could be an ignorant question. Is it even more like intense? Because in America, it's kind, it can be like kind of as a joke. Is it more intense over in Europe? The way they perceive what he did? No, I just mean like putting it out there as like an art. Nah, you know how it is now. You know, with pop, the so called pop art and just the whole, you can, yeah, you could do anything. You could do anything now. How you going? I you wish ever people tried to rap. Care, you know? Did you ever rap? Nah. Like one day, you know, out of my like all these years of like experimenting, one day I felt like, why not? You know, like I'm doing all these sounds. What can be different? Let me just write a bunch of words because you know I think I can write a little bit. You know, just yeah, not a lot. You know, if I can, I can make sense of some words. And uh, not to mention that sometimes when you're really into the flow of what you're doing beat-wise, like words and, mel- you know, words with or without melodies might come to you. Like, so, you know, one time I was just like, all right, fuck it. Some shit is just coming to my mind. Let me write the words. And then I try to record myself. And trust me, that will never happen again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that will never happen again. <laughs> that is kind it's of so the- disappointing. You don't know what your own voice sounds like. Yeah. That's the what yeah, that's just the problem. Just the voice itself. I'm like, you know, because I when I spit it, I I felt like, yeah, you know, I got the I got the 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 the, the right, you know, I got the right attitude. When I heard myself, I was like, man, I sound like a fucking slouch looking at a fucking <laughs> football game. Like Were you rapping in English? Chips, like English. That wasn't so long ago. I'm, that had to be like five, six years ago. You were rapping in English? I tried. I'm, I wasn't rapping. Yo, don't fucking twist my words. I wasn't rapping in English five, six years ago. I tried to, <laughs> I tried to rap. I, I, tried, I, tried I won't to cut this as the clip. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> That's the clip. <laughs> I try to rap. I try to record. I was like, you know, because I was like, yo, imagine you, you, you play bongos on a beat. You play keyboards. You like fuck it. Like rap is just another sound. It wasn't. No. Well, that's like people who think they can do co- like people think they can get up on stage and tell jokes because they're like funny in real life, and that's what a lot of people do until you realize it's a whole other thing. Like you need to command a whole room of people, right? And not get them to one not pay attention or two riot at you. You know. 
Man, I can't imagine woke on stage. Let me make you guys laugh now. (laughs) (laughs) It's really like, it's such a stupid art form when you really think about it. (laughs) I mean, if you pull it off, though, that's one of the greatest, you know. Well, I think about that. And pull off the Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Could you uh, wear a red leather suit? (laughs) Yeah. I don't think I could pull that one off. (laughs) Why not? Well, it's fine. Slip the color. Take them to a different level with the colors. Like some blue. I look like Santa Claus. (laughs) All white. All white leather. I always wear Griselda merch on stage. That's like my like. I don't even mean to, but now people just know me for wearing like crazy Griselda merch on stage. You get it for free? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> even the After even the, that, the Conway project I was on, I spent like three hundred dollars on records and <laughs> a hoodie. <laughs> word? I no, had to hear my uh, own no voice on the vinyl though. I had to get the vinyl to hear my own voice on it. I mean it makes sense though. Imagine you gotta send a a record to everybody you sample oh my god that's i'm not complaining and i like supporting the artist like that's how you that's how they make their money that's how you that's how you make your money like ah plus you're cool forever now you know yeah you on you on that song you're cool it's crazy what's your proudest moment right now bro Always, always, always answer right now. Not doing the podcast. Hey, don't bullshit me. <laughs> not doing. I'm, I didn't say that. I didn't say. That. <laughs> no, I say I'm proud of now. I'm proud of now. I'm, I'm alive. I'm doing it. I'm still. I still want to do it. I'm proud. I always say the same shit. I'm proud of being here right now. Still wanting to do it. Cause uh, it's a big gamble. Like you know, I love, I love music and I love the culture, but like. You could want to quit that in a in a heartbeat, you know, because some days that shit is so disappointing. But hey, man, I'm here now. I'm enjoying it. This is uh, I'm proud of that. I'm I'm proud of just being able to keep hearing things and and being excited like a kid and shit like that, you know, like and not yeah. feeling like I have to do it because now you know I started this and I have to finish what I started. Now I want to do it now. I'm excited about doing this shit right now. This is a great victory. And that's beautiful that you still feel that way so many years after. Like you've been in it for so yeah. long and some people can get jaded and some people it can leave and never come back or not in you know, like it's I think it's like um it's almost like you into rap is music, but you can kind of like dissociate. I, I kind of do it. It's like some days I'm more into music than I, than I am into rap. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. So if, if I'm not so into rap that day, I just, maybe I still want to hear notes, you know, like hear sounds and all, you know, before you know it, I'm back in the, I'm back in rap mode because uh, that's the thing with me too. Like I'm not really the reason why I do these experiences is so I can bring them back in the fold and use it in a rap context. 
Because you know what? Even with this minimal shit, like I was like, all right, we're doing minimal stuff, but maybe I can replay just one instrument, but you won't even know about it. it it'll, it'll sound like the loop, but just because I replay the bass, that same bar sounds like three bars now, you know, because sometimes switching the bass, it really makes it sound like a different bar. You know, it's still got the same um, <clears throat> uh, basic elements to it, but if you flip the bass, it'll sound like a different loop. So, you know, you create three loops out of one, but without, not not to the point where you're like, oh, I'm so cool and I'm playing the bass to it. Oh, listen to what I'm doing. It's more like, you, you know, you throw it in the cut and now, you know, you transform this simple thing into like some shit that's still simple, but now you can kind of like play around with it a little, you know, so stuff like that. Man, I really do appreciate your time doing it. I, we have, well, yeah, we're at an hour, man. I really do appreciate you Ready? coming on. Yeah, I'm down. You have, um, when did, when's the project dropping? Yeah, Typher is doing a drop on uh, August 19th. Are you, how do you feel about your first project being released? <laughs> it's crazy, right? It's crazy that it's coming out in 2022. First rap album. How old were you when you produced your first beat? First beat, uh, probably 16, 16, shit like that. Yeah. You, this should be your proudest moment then. I, I, you know, I, what? I'm, I'm sorry proud. to say you were bullshitting me. I, I take it back because <laughs> you should be that. That's an, that's awesome that you finally have like that you're putting out your first, like, I know that's wild to say, cause you've been making music the whole time, but that is really cool. It is cool. No, I'm really, uh, if Ty sees this, I'm really thankful, you know, for, you know, he was the, also the first person to like, believe in me. To the point it was like, yo, I believe you can deliver, you know, a full length, you know, because some rappers were like scared of what I'm doing. I understand them. Like sometimes, you know, people ask me for shit. I send like five, ten beats and I don't get no answer because I'm like, maybe, you know, I try to keep it like in my mind. I'm like, yo, let me send you some shit that's not too crazy. And maybe we're still too crazy. I don't know. But Ty was the first one to like be like, nah, like you, you got it. You got it. Let's do it. So yeah, definitely. Um, Never for say that. your shit's too crazy. You should go. You should swing for the fences every time. Yeah, but it, it doesn't always pay off. You know what I mean? Like rap, rap can be. Rap is like, like you say, it goes in every directions. It goes. It's it's pretty experimental and it's also pretty conservative. But that's also what I like about it because when you start to um. You might start seeing, you know, even though this shit is is wide open, you, you might still like perceive certain limits to it. And I kind of like that because it's kind of like the same with you and the jokes. I'm seeing the I'm seeing the fence and I'm like, yo, I kind of I want to I want to walk on that fence a little bit, see, see what's on the other side sometimes, it's, you know. Well, that, that is what I like about rap because I listen to like super trappy stuff or super like electronic stuff or I like it all like when you were saying it's funny you're giving all the same rappers under the same umbrella I was doing that on purpose because it's so different in that genre but I like it all like I like clipping the super noise electronic like 
or trippy red yeah. like i'll listen to a trippy red song or i'll listen yeah i get inspired by that you know people don't believe me when i say that they, they're like oh i know you hate trap i'm like you crazy like you you heard the bass on that like same you know same thing as i said i might get inspired by the feeling of a song i might just get inspired by the the impact of some shit i'm like ah, right, cool like I don't know about this and this and that, but just the impact of the bass alone, that's inspiration right there. You know, like I need to have some of that sauce. It's it's all just if you um if you play in the clubs and you see the difference between if you if you ever had the misfortune of trying to go from a nineties record to a trap record or some shit like that, you know, not even a trap record, but let's say like a Kendrick record that has a lot of bass or some shit. You will then that'll make you understand, like that bass is needed. It's it's hard to make music without that bass. I throw it in like even in the in the regular. Um, I've been doing this shit for years. Like the regular loopy beats, I always got the eight oh eight in there. Always, like even if it's slow underneath, you need that. Because it's all about the energy of the song at the end of the day. Like, what's the energy of the song giving off? Mm-hmm. And bass does does some shit to your body that you can't underestimate. It's like do you want to have, do you want every beat that you make to sound like Travis, Travis Scott or something? No, but you got to find like, it's, you know, you got to, you got to get with the times. Yeah. Even, even if you like an old wolf like me, you got to be like, nah, this kid is doing something right. Cause that shit is amazing. And then you can see you like, you finally saw Rome streets perform. Right. And like his mm-hmm. performance brings that energy brings a different type of energy than anything else like his voice he's a monster he's a monster yeah he's just man i don't i don't have no words for dude for dude like rome he's just he's just a force of nature literally really is because recording recording live anything he's just he's there he's present he's with it and my shit is like how does he memorize that what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's more so. It's it's the the flows and all that is already. But every time I see him spit, I'm like, how? How does he even? It's, how does he not run out of breath? That's what I'm trying. It, to, yeah, it's a lot of it's he, a lot of house. It's a lot of house <laughs> at the same time. Like it's like man, and it was from day one. Like the first time I actually heard Rome spit was over one of my one of my beats from the. I think it was on the DJ Clips halftime over one of the beats that that was on the imports. I don't know if you peeped the imports project that that Alchemist put out on his label, which is old beats of mine. Oh no, um, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, so it's on Bandcamp. Can peep it. Oh, I'm definitely. So, I'm gonna listen to that today. Boom. So, <clears throat> so Rome was spinning over one of those beats, and I was like, "Who the fuck is this dude? What?" Yeah, yeah. I can't wait for his shit to drop. Oh, kiss the ring, the Griselda shit. That's good. He says he has like forty songs recorded for that. I believe him. I can't. Yeah, I believe him. I'm surprised it's not more. <laughs> he might. Probably. He might have more at this point. Yeah, I was gonna say it's probably eighty as we speak. You know. But yeah, he's probably recording three today. Exactly. Vic Spencer too. Vic Spencer's a monster with the. I don't know. He got like four thousand albums. 
Oh, well, I would say the same shit with Sonny Jim. When I was talking to him, he said he was sitting on like 12 projects. Wow. Yeah, I don't know much about Sonny Jim. I think uh, I spoke to him the other day. I think he's supposed to um to come through later on this year, like October or something. He's going to oh. come through. Uh, that's another thing that's been crazy uh, in the past few months. Like a lot more people have been inquiring about straight up, like instead of me moving there, it's like, yo, we're going to come see you. And that I feel that's going to be, uh, that's going to take shit to the next level for me because I never really envisioned this to be a possibility. But I think as a, um, you know, as you grow older, more secure in your skin, you're like, yeah, you know, of course it would make more sense to have the big, you know, New York is this big amusement park and, you know, it got all these, like I said earlier, it got all these vibes, blah, blah, blah. But really, like, when it comes down to it, why don't you come see me? You know, like, why not? Come get yeah. the same vibes I'm getting. Let's eat some cheese. <laughs> Let's go skiing. I don't fucking know. Like, just come through. Do and, you uh, ski? Yeah. I'm a big skier. Are you? I used to. You know what? Like, you know, like obviously when you Swiss, um, a lot of kids, we get thrown on skis. Like, you're like four years old. It's like your parents slap some skis on you. It's like, I right, do what you do. And uh, so I always knew how to ski since I was like five or some shit. Four or five. And what's but I don't go these days. Hmm? And what's your favorite cheese is my second question. Gruyere. Gruyere. All right. Yeah. But you you know, I, I know you you don't got the real, you don't got the real the real stuff over there. It <laughs> says Gruyere, but it's not. I investigated. I need, real, I need some real Gruyere. Is that shit passing? Is that that shit even going through customs? No way. I'm you know gonna, they, yo, Yeah, I'm they got to... these these things like <laughs> yo. <laughs> You want me to FedEx you some cheese. some cheese? Yes, please. I don't feel like hiding it up my ass through <laughs> customs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Ass cheese. Ass cheese. No one wants that ass. Sounds cheese. good. <laughs> ass oh. cheese. That sounds is surprising. Good, you never linked up with Sunny Jim before. I'm excited for to hear what you guys cook up because he's a he's a dope he's a dope artist. No, nah, that's what that's why I mentioned. I said I don't know much about him. I put emphasis on that because he's from the UK and it's not so far from here, but it's almost like and it's exciting in a way. It's like, you know, it's UK is so close, but I know less about it than the US. So uh, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm curious to see. He has a new album dropping with DJ Premier's on it, Mad Libs on it, J Electronica and MF Doom. What? First. Yeah, he has a he has a song with J and MF Doom that's unreleased. Hmm. Crazy. I would be, I would be scared to rap alongside these guys. <laughs> rap in English like you do. <laughs> Want to add one of my verses to it? Yeah, you should do that. <laughs> do a remake. I do like I do like a two. <laughs> two bars. Give you two, two bars of two bars of divinity. A bar about skiing and a bar about Gruyere. Some cheese bars. <laughs> some che Got some cheese bars for you. <laughs> some cheese bars. Cheese Man, bars. thank Sound you. Like some some bad boy record shit. <laughs> cheese bars. That's that's your next. That's your next beat tape. <laughs> cheese bars. <laughs> Man, thank you for doing this. I really do appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you. Uh, you gonna you might have to edit some parts. I'm not sure. Why? No, this is Maybe great. Not. This is a great conversation. All right. Leave it the way it is then. All right. I appreciate you. Have you up to? Oh, it's late there. I was gonna say you up to anything the rest of your day, but yeah, I probably stay here for a couple hours more. Uh, send some music to some cats. That'll be um. I haven't been too active this summer. It's been super hot. Same shit over there, I guess. Oh yeah, it went. I I went for a run today, and it was like ninety five degrees, and I was like yeah, fucking nah. dying. It's not worth it. <laughs> I got back, and I felt like I I was so sweaty. I was like, I don't. I just want to lay in the AC. Where you are? You in New York? No, I live in. I live outside of Boston. I live in Massachusetts. Oh, you said Cape Cod, right? Yes, I live. Uh, yeah, I live on the other side now, but I live in Massachusetts. So you got some water there? Or? Yeah, I actually live pretty close to Esty. Oh, close to Lynn? Yeah, mm-hmm. probably mm. like 40 minutes from Lynn. Yo, I feel like me and Esty got to work. Like, we, we worked before. You know, on the road record and all that, but... Yo, I really do feel like me and Esty... I have to say this. I feel like me and Esty have to work based on... Uh, I don't know. It's it's almost like I feel like the 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 level of freedom that it displays in his rhymes sometimes. I, I feel like I got that going with the beats to a certain degree. It's kind of like the same. I totally agree, and it's yeah. that it's the freedom that you both have. Yeah, it's a little jazzy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though it's not jazz, it's jazzy. No, I totally agree. I feel like you guys would work perfect together because he killed that verse. But <laughs> I need to hear more. He's on the Ty Ferris album. Oh, I think I saw that. There, he's like one of the only features on there. Yep, him and um Asia. Oh, that's dope. That's wicked dope. I need. I'm trying to. I need to talk to Planet Asia. I feel like we'll get along really well. How many verses does he have? That's another dude. That doesn't stop. Yeah. Wow. One of the yeah, like, man. he's been working harder for so fucking long. But anyway, I appreciate it, man. I'll let you know when I release this. It'll probably be in like uh probably like two weeks, honestly. I got some backed up episodes. All right, boom. Have a good rest yeah. of your night. You too, my bro. All right, peace. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. <laughs> Hey, hey,